You can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Part two of what it is, what is a man? What it is to be a man in the 21st century. Um, Okay. So in the first part, we talked about just kind of some things of what uh, a little bit of co- what culture says, some of the challenges, how we believe there's a lot of confusion, what it is to be a man. Um, we introduced ourselves a little bit. So we're just going to continue this conversation. Um, and I think in this part, we're going to try and focus on what we believe a man like is, really hone in on that and share some stories and some vulnerabilities and those types of things, just some of the things that we have walked through uh, of what it is to be a man. So, uh, all right. So, in the 21st century, what does it look like to be a healthy man, to um, go about things in a healthy way? Like, how do we be, you, you talked about our identity, the way we're being made, right? Like, there's a good uh, quote that I was reading that uh, um, our pastor actually said, is it's like, man was created in the wilderness and then placed in a garden. Women were then, but women were created in the garden. Mm-hmm. So if you think about a man, it's and that's from a book called Wild at Heart. And, uh, and the book talks about how men were created in the wilderness. We were, you know, and then almost domesticated in a way where men or women were not created in the wilderness. They were already created in the garden. Mm, wow. And so they view things differently, which again, it's not bad. And that's the beauty of it is like, if you go into a marriage you don't go into a marriage of both people are the same because that's boring, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You, that's yep. the that's how you create that's how you create amazing teams like sports teams. You have different yes. strengths. You're doing things mm-hmm. at work. You know, you're not going to just have a bunch of people doing the same thing. You want people with different abilities, different tasks, and that's how you get truly powerful sports teams. That's how you get mm-hmm. dynasties. That's how you get amazing, you know, workforces, you know, teams. And for some reason, we're trying to make everybody. It's we have this weird paradigm where. We're trying to make everybody the same, but everybody different at the same time. And it's like, not even just amongst men, but just generally, there's so much confusion around that topic. And I think that that's that quote from that book, if men were created in the wilderness and then placed into the garden, what does that look like for men? Like we want, generally, we want adventure. We want um, to fight for things. And it's not it's not necessarily to fight to just cause chaos, it's built into us. We are, if you think about it, for so long before we got any sort of peace, we were constantly trying to take over the world. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, I want what you have. And, you know, just think about like, you know, tribal warfare. I want what you have, so I'm going to come in and take it by mm. force. And and then obviously now, and now it's like we're trying to, how do we still have some of that wildness on our heart, but in a more domesticated world. We have so much security, like that quote I read in the first episode, we have so much security and now men are trying to act out the things what it is to be a man, but in a civilized world. Mm -hmm. How do we accomplish this in today's society without being, um, without being toxic, you know, because we think the term toxic masculinity is stupid, but without having all these things thrown at us where we have a good balance to our lives, because every so many things in life, right, are about balance and, and so forth. So 
that's what we're going to get into in this episode a little bit. Um, but it's a continuation of the first episode. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't. Um, and if you haven't noticed, we don't have a name yet, but we will. We're still figuring <laughs> that out. So stay tuned. All right, boys. What in our experience from our vulnerabilities, from our from our life, from our culture to now, what do we think it is to actually be a man? What's funny is when I was a kid, I always looked up to uh, famous actors mm. or uh, famous athletes. And as I got older, my who I looked up to, it actually shifted to pastors. Mm. Mm. I started to look up to pastors because I saw them as real men. I saw them uh, leading well and the life that they lived was actually attractive and they may not have had the most money. Whereas mm. I thought that was what like, a man was supposed to have sure. it was a lot of money, you know, the hottest wife, whatever you know, the world tells you, but just seeing the, the fruit on their life is what made me look up to those men. And so I think that uh, a real man is someone who, who leads and stewards well, the things that, um, you know, God's put in their life, you know, their job, their, their family, mm-hmm. their health, it's good. you know, it's and, good. And their it's money. Good yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, definitely a man is 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 the one that 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 have have the control or should have control over the situations. That's the way I see it. You know, might not be easy sometimes. Like even in your family, if there is a situation in our family, and uh, even infidelity, you know, sometimes we blame it on the other on on the women and. But sometimes we need to check ourselves and see if there is something that we did wrong, you know, that mm. caused that. And mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about some control over our own lives. Yes, yeah. that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Being man is like, and and for me, man up means like, tuck it up and bring the take fruits. responsibility. Yeah, take responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That it's not like 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 blaming on someone. It's like tuck it up and stand up for your family. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can go and cry to that room as much as you want, and uh, but. But then, when you once you come back, you're gonna you're gonna stand firm mm. and still, and you're gonna tell your family, "Here I am. Yes. Don't worry about it. I I'll yeah. take it." You know. So, on my conception, I think that we're we're missing we're missing that um, way of thinking for for men. You know, mm. we we believe that we're strong, but by thinking like that, we become weak. You know, yes. in in that way. Yeah. I think uh, it's interesting because for some reason, whether it's a societal thing that we've continued to tell ourselves, but we're so afraid of failure. And as a man, we have the situation where I know, so I didn't get married until I was 30, 30, yeah, 30. And then I had a child roughly a year later after I was married. And what it did was, is it gave me a sense of responsibility over something other than just myself. And it's amazing how responsibility causes someone to rise. And for so long, like I said, because men, I think, are stuck in this weird, um, this weird area. It's like, okay, well, if I'm a man, I'm toxic. Or if I don't do this, I'm not, whatever the situation may be, they don't take on responsibility, right? Men Mm -hmm. aren't getting married. They're not going after jobs. They're living in their parents' basement, whatever. 
And uh, and again, I'm not saying that seasons of that are bad. Absolutely. But you don't want to stay there. And we live in a world where they're continuing to encourage people that you don't have to change. You just have to stay just as you are. And I was talking about this with my wife where that doesn't make any sense because we don't do, let our children do that, mm-hmm. right? We we try to discipline them. We encourage them. We guide. We shape. Because if we just let them stay as children, they're going to be a freaking nightmare, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Or if you're training an animal, right? It's the same thing. It's not, you still love them and you want them to be the, that animal, mm-hmm. but there is still sometimes civilized ways or ways you want the animal to respond. Because if I don't know if you if people have ever met or seen a feral animal, they do whatever the hell they want, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And a kid is the same way. And But we don't let the kids stay just where they're at. So why do we encourage adults to stay in their brokenness? Why do we encourage men not to rise to a level of responsibility, whether it's through a job, a relationship, just over your own life? And, um, and here's the thing. The other part of that is responsibility. What it is to be a man can be crushing. Mm-hmm. because I think about in our marriage, like, and here's the thing, my wife is incredible. All of our wives are just amazing women. Agree. And they, but they take on different responsibilities. Yeah. Like my wife, mm-hmm. at least in this season, expects me to bring home a paycheck because we have two young kids. She's staying home to take on that role. I'm going to work. She expects me to be present with my kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She expects me to be present with her. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, sometimes I don't want to do that. I don't want to do any of that. I want to be lazy. I want to do whatever. But then there's this thing that rises in me and and I've come to meet it so many times where I know I was like, I need to rise. If I want a good marriage, be a good father, a good life, I can't just stay as I've always been. I have to rise to a level of responsibility. And that's part of what being a man is. I mean, that's what's part of, I think, being a human is. Not yep. even so just a yep. man, but like that's, I think that's a, a possibly a little bit of something that is universal between people. But why do we not encourage people to rise to a level of responsibility, especially men? Why do we not encourage men to, and when I say man up, it's like, it's not when we say man up to each other, because again, we are healthy men talking to other men. So there's a different context, even to that phrase, it's not to not have emotion it's not to be mean to people, to be aggressive. It's to, hey, you have a family. You decided to make that family. You stuck your penis in her. <laughs> so now suck it up, raise your kids mm-hmm. and, and rise. And it's a little bit of tough love. And, and I'm, I'm rambling a little bit here, but like, this is what I think about what is to be a man. It's like, it's to rise. It's to rise to the level of your responsibility. It's to rise to the level of what's going on in your life to take this on and slay your dragon. I mentioned that phrase in the last one. It's like, I have this innate thing in me where I want to be the hero. I think that's why video games make a lot of sense to me is because they give you that small taste of what it is, but it's not reality. I'm going to keep rambling, but no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think your wife's expectations of you are so high. Like for me, <laughs> if I wake up and get underpants on, I've had a successful day. <laughs> I know. I need to tell her to tone it down a little bit. That's ridiculous. <laughs> So true. Well, I think conception is important. You know, mm-hmm. what conceptions, what do you think about yourself as man? So true. That's, that's important. Yeah. That's, that's what we all need to. It needs to be a dismantling. Yes. That's, that's what we need to. What do I think about myself as man? What, what, 
what is my my uh my role as a father as a son and, and you know as a husband that's very important we need to ask those questions to ourselves yeah because otherwise we, we we're just living the life like mm -hmm. like nothing you know like whatever i go i'm gonna do well right and then we once we are 20 years into it we realize like oh shoot it wasn't it wasn't mm. right so I think that's the first question because you're, you're asking for the 21st century, what man is, right? And I don't think that hasn't changed through the nope. whole nope. history of, of mm -hmm. humanity. We were created with a purpose and that purpose hasn't changed and it's not going to change. Mm -hmm. Society and thinkers and they, they, those are the ones that change it. So right now, I, I, for everybody that is listen, listening right now, I would be like, ask yourself that question. What is what 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 is in me? What do I think is a, a man is right? And then we go from there. Mm -hmm. But honestly, when God create God create everything with a purpose. I, I said it in the first Absolutely. the first yeah. uh, episode, right? Or the first uh, first season we or how do you call yeah, it? episode yeah. episode yeah. come like that. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm new on this. And guys, if I say something wrong. Uh, because uh, yeah. my English we'll is very limited, so <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll cut it we'll out. Cut, it out. <laughs> cut Abe out, you know, he talks too much. But what I'm saying is like, um, oh man, I lost the idea now. You're good. Okay, so if 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 we don't depart from there and we just think like, yeah, whatever the society say it's a man is, I'm gonna agree with that. I don't think we, we're doing the right thing. So we we need to depart from what what do I think. You know, I learned that for me, I need to be a protector for my family. Yeah. And sometimes you 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 get so tired from work. Mm -hmm. There was a horrible day in your company and you don't want to hear about more issues. And the first thing when you open the door is like, hey, your kid's not been doing this. Your kid's oh not been doing gosh. that. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know mm. what? I Sometimes I was like, I don't want to hear anything. And, and, and I remember just walking away sometimes just ignoring the situation. Mm. No, no, no. We are made to support and to, we can, we can handle those things. I find out that we can handle those things, you know, we're made for that. So. Yeah. And we can handle way does, more than we think. Does yeah. fatherhood change culturally? Like what, what, what does a Mexican dad look like? Um, so, and I was thinking <laughs> That's about great. it. That's, yeah. a great That's a great question. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Like, because I remember my, my dad telling me about um, the story and, and I'm coming from, the, the Mayan uh, society. Mm. I, that's where my last name come from, you know. Um, and there's a lot of story as a as a background that I have. But basically, I remember my my grandfather. Uh, my dad told me that he used to to travel on 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 trains, um, mm. leaving my my grandma alone for three four months. And my grandma didn't know where he 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 go. You know, mm -hmm. he just left. And then he brings the money for three months and get whatever he wants to get and then leave again. Yeah. He, mm -hmm. and, and when you talk to my grandpa, he was, he was saying, uh, telling me that um, he used to travel under, under the trains just to go to city through city and get jobs done and then bring the money mm -hmm. and then leave again, you know. Um, he would like hang under the train? Uh, under the train there was a you can sleep you he said oh, yeah oh, he sleep oh, okay. under the he slept wow. on, under the, the train you know Jeez. um but the closest one that i have like my my dad he was a, a business person he managed a company 
Um, I think the the worst that I've seen is when they have marriage issues. And I was just remember thinking about that, you know, trying to remember when when my mom has issues with my dad. You know, I never saw my dad drunk or leaving us or, you know, I, I think I was very fortunate that the issues that, that my family had, they were, we struggled a little. And I was remember one one time when my mom couldn't even remember my birthday because she was under some kind of pills that wow. that she couldn't remember, you know. And and they they had some issues in their marriage, mm-hmm. right? Um, and is I can't even imagine for those ones that they go through that and more on life. And that's the reason yeah. why I was saying, what's your background and where you at? I think mm-hmm. those are the biggest questions. So I think. Uh, in Mexico, there was this idea. I was like, being a man is don't cry. Yeah. Uh, mm. You need well, to. Well, that's big in the Mexican culture, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, in the past, I don't, right now, I haven't been living there. I, <laughs> I don't. I I don't dare to say too much because uh, I like to have facts, right? But uh, for what I'm seeing is like there's that part of the culture. Like the man is the one that give orders. As a woman, you stay at home. You don't work. Mm. You know it's it's more like an order if and if you work as a woman the man feels like uh, I, i'm not doing enough right mm. yeah, yeah but sometimes and we have learned here i've learned here sometimes when I, we didn't have money enough money here my wife is the one that said i need to work yeah and that's what we yeah. survive you know mm. um but it turned out turned out really well it's a team it's a team absolutely mm-hmm. being in a marriage is a team my right. wife is is and i'm gonna be honest Sometimes I put a shirt and she's like, nope, that doesn't match. Okay. Not gonna, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm going to change my shirt because she is good at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm good at things that, that yeah. she is not. She wants, it's, yeah, totally. It's, so it's a compliment. So for yeah. Me, yeah. on the 21st century, for me, if, if you ask me, what is a man? I will say it's someone that can manage. This, this is what I'm going to say. Can manage his marriage. Can manage his family. Can manage his surrounding. Yeah. To make to be successful and make successful the ones that are yeah. around him. Mm. I want to do one note to mm. that because you have to remember everything that we are saying is in a context of we are walking life with other men. So we mm. have not only do we have the support of our family, but we have the support of each other to where Abe was talking about that should be a, a, a great goal. Just because but also note that just because you're not there yet doesn't mean you're not a man, but it is one aspect of being a man is being mm-hmm. able to manage your life. Yeah. That's, I think that's a good, that's a good aspect for a human period, but we are very fortunate and we come from a community where men help each other, right? Like, you know, you go to your friend and be like, man, like my life is crushing me, you know, and they can get bring an outside perspective. Like, okay, maybe you need some more downtime. Maybe you need this. Maybe you need this. Maybe you have to let go of some things because you're taking on too much. Um, but Marriage and kids, I don't think are non-negotiables. If you're in a marriage, you need to manage it well. Yes. If you have kids, mm-hmm. you need to manage it well. And if you yeah. if you're not, then you got to find help. So, but Ben, you were, you were talking about earlier something about just the lack of fathers mm-hmm. and how that's continuing to shape what it is to be a man. Well, I mean, I then I read the statistics somewhere. I think it's like thirty three percent of men uh, or families in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, are single parents. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, uh-huh. yeah. And then, then there's like another 
50 something i think that's that are divorced but they kind of cohabit oh wow uh yeah i mean I'd, like i've got to look up the statistics but it's uh, it's it's crazy how different culture our culture american culture now has become where you don't see that so much in i don't know i don't know is that is that true in mexico as well where families are are more single parents and you know without without father i mean because yes. that's not so so much true in asian cultures yeah, like, yeah. we it's, don't see it's that huge a in lot. white cultures yeah but it, not yeah it's easy to for dysfunctional families are going to create dysfunctional and i i'm sorry i don't want to make it general but dysfunctional families they will create dysfunctional kids absolutely it, mm-hmm. i mean the kids are going to fold you yeah, I'm on fatherhood.org and it's 18.3 yeah. million children live without a father in the home. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Is that just in the States or is that worldwide? It's, it's in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. So one out of every four. One um, out of every four? One out of yeah. every four. Good Lord. Yeah. And and uh, the effects of that is um, kids who grow up like that without a father in the home are four times greater to be um, in poverty. Yep. Seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teenager, yeah. mm-hmm. well, and more likely to have behavior problems, go to prison, um, drug and alcohol abuse, yep, yep, incarceration, committing crime, yep. So the, that's, that's just without a father. That's just without a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that shows yeah. the 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 importance the role of father. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Obama has. said that like right. yeah, a little yeah. while ago. He said mm-hmm. the same same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that, and we, that's why we need to build better men right yes, like we, we need to we need to encourage men to be men to take on a leadership role yes, right yes, like yes. you can't like without and after a marriage like you know like you can't get someone pregnant and then walk away and go say you know screw that i'll go do something else with my yes, life yeah. yes like that's got to be a responsibility you take take on yeah well growing up in yeah. my household my dad the only reason i did not end up in trouble as a kid it wasn't because I was a Christian. It was because my dad would beat my ass <laughs> anytime <laughs> I got any sort of out of line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. anytime yeah. my mom would try to punish me, didn't care. I, I didn't really care that one. Nope. Yeah. You know, I kind of laughed at her. You know? <laughs> I was like, shut up. <laughs> but my dad, I there was this looming fear of him just going to kick on my you. booty yeah, if yeah. I did anything out of line. Yep. And that's the role that... My dad had. He saved me from a lot of trouble just yeah. from being a good father. Now, yeah. now, how are you going to grow your kids? What is your idea right now? When, Whenever you have kids, what are you thinking? What is the model Great you want to follow? Great question. I'm going to follow like how my dad did it. And I've already talked with my wife about it. We mm. believe in banking our kids. Mm-hmm. And I know some people don't, but we believe that's how we were raised and we turned out well. And so we're going to follow that model. If something is proven to work, then you don't have we're like gonna do it. daddy issues because you got yeah. beat when you were growing up, right? Uh, I did when I was, uh, I would probably say he probably crossed the line a little <laughs> bit too much. And I think that's part of it, just a Samoan culture mm-hmm. is they would whoop their oh, kids. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. you know, I, the, the Polynesians are, they're a big people. They're big, strong. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my dad's hands, he played in the NFL. <laughs> he would yeah, just. Yeah. <laughs> Blah, 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 whip me up a little bit. So yeah. I I had a little bit of issues mm-hmm. growing up, mainly like fear. Right. But yeah. I turned out well because after every time he would, you know, whoop me and my brothers, he would talk to us after. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wouldn't just leave it at that. And you would right. say, you know why I did that. That and one aspect is important. 
Yeah. yeah. And discipline. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then him and my mother would speak to us after the punishment. And then we'd hug afterwards. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I'd be in tears hugging him. But yeah. I understood mm-hmm. why. They, mm-hmm. they let me know why. And he, would, he never crossed the line to where he was beating me out of his anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. all because I deserved it. And he was trying yeah. to correct something. What, uh, you mentioned fear, because I think that's a big thing amongst men is fear. I mean, I know I feel it sometimes, you know. Um, do you think that growing up in that kind of culture, do you think it bred a lot of fear? Or would you say it's a little bit of a healthy fear um, of, you know, your dad, obviously? I think it's a healthy fear. It was a healthy fear that developed in me, like a, a fear that you have for your heavenly father. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you to know, we're called to, to fear the to, Lord, to respect. Absolutely. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. It wasn't like I walked in the house and was like, ah, like trying to, mm-hmm. you know, duck and dodge my dad. It wasn't that at all. Yeah. We had a good relationship, but I knew um, responsibility. Yeah. I knew mm-hmm. what was okay and what wasn't because of a good father who uh, hold the line mm-hmm. for the family set the standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what makes a, a good man, you know, in God's eyes, you yeah. know, how, how we are called to be is we hold the line. We have the final say. Yeah. I've been married for four weeks now, a month, mm. Ooh, 30 days, 30 days. <laughs> I'm really sore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's, that's what I ask him because right now I'm trying to remember, you know, when I got married, I was like, no. yeah, hey, but there, there, there are things we forgot, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. The way, like, I already went, I've been married for 20, 21, I'm, I'm going to say 21 years, and I already walked away, and I see my kids growing up and growing, and I feel excited, you know? So, I just want to pour on people to let them know, hey, this worked for me, but yeah. I would like to hear, what are you thinking, you know? That's what I ask you yeah. the question. How do you see yourself from here in five years, you know, with your wife and I just want to, I think that's what the new marriages need to, to know yeah. right now, you know? Yeah. And that's the beauty of this podcast is we're going to be talking about everything, especially when it pretends to being a man. So, um, and I think what's Well, this is cool yeah, because like he, he just got married yeah. and like you, well, he's, you've been married for 21 years, you said, right? I've been married for 13. 13. You've been married for 13 as well. Five. Five. I wish oh, 13. Wow. Okay. Five. Yeah. <laughs> I have older and, kids. If, yeah. Yeah. And, and he's been married for, for a month now. 30 days. And, and like, it's, it's awesome because growing up, like, I didn't have anybody telling me what it's like what, to be a man or what I sh- should be responsible for, how to take care of a wife and children and, and you know, own a home and all that stuff. And, and it's cool that we've got, like, such a different dynamic here. And, like, you've got a lot of, lot of experience that you can lean on. Yeah, yeah. Right, which is... Well, it's even, I think, what's important is, because I think about my girls, and Tyson talks about a way that he was disciplined, and I think context is important, because for one, it was a man to a son, Mm -hmm. right? And you may not discipline a girl in the same way, and you also may not discipline certain children in a certain way, because different Mm -hmm. temperaments, different whatever. Tyson was a knucklehead, so... Because I was the same way, I got whooped. Um... But there's a little bit of that, like, you stop and be like, huh. And I think a little bit of fear is good because it's like, I don't want to be whooped. Like, I would get get spanked with a belt. And obviously, there's a huge discussion around what's abuse, what's not abuse, and also that kind of stuff. And uh, I told my wife, and I was like, I think there's different tools in the toolbox when it comes to raising Mm -hmm. your kids. Maybe sometimes a timeout's appropriate. Maybe sometimes, you know, a swat on the butt is appropriate, you know, or a whatever. Like, 
And because it's like, it's, I think that we have to create, and we're, we're simply molding the kids, but I don't want to get too much on that, that tangent, yeah. but, uh, cause these are some of the things that shape men mm-hmm. in today's yeah. society. And right. they're so vastly important and they determine what men will become. Um, yes. And I think I want to keep prefacing, like we talk about, Ben mentioned, if you got a kid, it's time to not wuss out and it, and raise that kid. And it's like, so, so much in society is like, well, if, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Just go off and yeah. do whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's how we end up with fatherless homes, parentless homes, because people don't want to take responsibility for what they do. And again, it's like, you don't have to do it alone. And mm-hmm. that's the thing is I think that's a, an old mentality of men is like, oh, I'm a lone wolf. I'm strong mm-hmm. by myself. And that's not the case. We were created to be in community, especially as men. We need to lean on each other when it comes to, well, how do I even like rise to raising my kid that I just impregnated or I just mm-hmm. got this girl pregnant? How do I even do yeah. that? Right. It's like, you know, so. I think the biggest key for men that's helped me out the most is being okay with being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's such a stereotype mm-hmm. that you, you just got to keep it all into yourself. You right. know, you'll figure it out yourself. You're going to go crazy and your wife's going to go crazy. <laughs> Everything is <laughs> right. just going to fall apart. Right. One of the biggest things that helped me was with my struggle with porn and I was having sex with my now wife. She was my girlfriend at the time because mm-hmm. I had to get real with guys. Mm-hmm. I got real with John. I got real with pastor, my pastor at my mm-hmm. church and they just spoke into me and they held me accountable and they didn't, uh, water it down. They told me the the reality of what I'm facing mm-hmm. and they put you in check. They put you right. in check. And when you get kind of slapped in the face with that, then you start to realize, okay, maybe I, I need yeah. to rise up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you being need, vulnerable. You need, you need, yeah, you need other yeah. men. Yes. Someone who's maybe already walked that road or is mm-hmm. having success in that area sure. you're struggling and just come to them in confidence and trust that it's a safe space. Yes. And then they'll they'll speak life into you and they'll they'll guide you um in a gentle way, but also they'll they're not gonna let you just slide back, you know. Yeah. I love our community, you know, on, on Tuesdays mornings when we get together. That's amazing. Like I feel and even though what what we get when I got to know you even more, I feel like more uh like we can trust things and we can work these things out, right? So it, it is necessary. We ne- we need each other as well. Yeah. To, to yeah. grow and broke the past that we have, right? Yeah. So what's the definition of a white American dad? Is it like riding out into the sunset <laughs> on your horse? Or is it like waking up and going into a crack house? <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> or is it going fly fishing it's in Montana somewhere? Well, that sounds very white. <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, that's a great question. So for me, uh, I had a very like just broken relationship with my father and my stepdad. So my parents got divorced when I was like three or four. And then uh, the other fa- father figure I had in my life was my stepdad. So, um, and he's, and he's still around today. Um, but he had a super broken family. Very, very broken. I think his dad either passed away or whatever when he was young. Um, and then his mom ended up being in a wheelchair. And it was, it was the old situation is like, you can't give what you don't have. Mm. And all the men, a lot of the men in his family were broken. Um, and, uh, he didn't have, unfortunately didn't have a good community of men. So therefore, um, therefore it, uh, 
it just, it, he passed his dysfunction down to me. Right. Um, and then when I did live with my dad, which was in middle school, those types of things, there was a lot of anger. There was more fear. There wasn't like a good, healthy, like he would scream. He would, he didn't actually ever hit me, but I, I definitely thought he was going to, and he threatened to like, not just like a spank or whatever, but like a punch in the face. Um, and he told me one time, I remember this very distinctly. I was, uh, I mean, I was a young, stupid kid, but I wore my rollerblades in the house. And he told me, he's like, if you ever wear your rollerblades in the house again, he's like, I'm going to put you through that wall. And, uh, <laughs> so, but at the, it, what's weird is at the same token, he spent a lot of time with me. He worked a mm. lot because it was just me and him at this time. And he had some other kids, but we spent a lot of time. We'd like hang out on the weekends and all that kind of things. And, and he provided like a financial thing. But again, my own dad had a very damaged relationship with his mm. father and so forth. Um, I didn't have this traditional, we're going to go camping. We're going to do these things. I didn't have any of that. Um, I had, you know, my mom did a lot of the raising and it was just, I was all over the place. And for me, it really wasn't until uh, my mentor who basically introduced me to Jesus, where I watched him with his kids, great father, um, and he had his own struggles. And, you know, he had an, unfortunately a, uh, a very poor relationship with his dad, but it uh, was from him that I observed a lot of things that it was to be a man. And, uh, and he happened to be black. So it was an entirely different culture, you know, mm. but he, so he was black and his wife was white. And so I observed it from that dynamic, which was really cool. They had a bunch of kids and they were pastors and, and whatnot. But, um, and I lived with them for a short while and I just watched a man really pour into his kids, lay down the law when he needed to, um, but spend time with his kids and try and balance what it was to go to work, come home and be present um, and all those things. So like I had a very fragmented view of what it was to be a man. And I grew up with the the whole tropes of, don't show your emotions. But a big one for me was like, the more women that you hook up with, the mm -hmm. more manly you are. Mm -hmm. So, and for me, it, it was, and I also had a broken relationship with my mom because she did a lot of drugs when I was younger. So it was this weird dynamic. So I had that dynamic of what it is to be a man, quote unquote. And then I had this dynamic of this hole I was trying to fill this broken relationship with my mom. So I was, I was a mess. I was a mess. So thank God for Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, but, well, yeah. but, but you also took the decision. I did to, to do the right thing. Yeah. That's something like you, you mentioned. And, and I want to, I want to say this in, in my culture, there are parents that they do their best. Yeah. And they, and, and sometimes our parents, they don't try to do bad to us or other kids. They just do their best. Mm -hmm. The Mexican culture here in U USA is like, we're going to work really hard so you can go to school and you can enjoy things that I didn't have. Right. Um, they don't see the other risk of the, the the need of have your father or spend time with your father doing fun things, right? And 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 I think that we are getting better on that. Um, but at the end, you take the decision. You know what do I need to do to make this work? You know? mm -hmm. And and when I was hearing John saying that, it's like, wow, he has a, a father that didn't want to do what he, what he's supposed to be doing. You have one that I was trying. And then you just have um, your mentor that just war on you. But yeah. if you wouldn't take the decision saying, no, I don't want to hear about you. You know, I don't want to yeah. follow your example. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So at the end, it's the same thing. How open we are to change. You know, I got, I, Antonio got, got married last, last month as well. And, and I really like, when I say he got married. Uh, your son. Yeah, my son, Antonio. So um, um, 
he was like, um, we need to get married because they 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 trying to do something with the the documents, mm-hmm. but they're not living together yet. You know, they're respecting what 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 the, their agreement. They're gonna get married until August. You know. Oh, they're oh yeah, that's yeah, right. They're the, doing the, it. The, yeah. No, the the church and all the 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 party, everything's gonna be there, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So, but then he came to me like two weeks ago, and he's like, "Dad, I'm worried." You know, I was like, "I feel like I need to provide to her." Mm-hmm. You know, and then it just came. This comment just came to my mind. It's like I didn't teach him that, but he saw that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you Absolutely. know, he right. saw, saw that. that. So, right when you don't have that example, you gotta look for it. You gotta find mentor. You gotta find someone that has good fruits or good results. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then yes. say, hey, can I get some help here? Yeah. I mean, we have to. We have to yeah. request for help. Yeah. And that's something that we are really needing on this time. Otherwise, those numbers that Tyson Tyson mentioned is it going to keep earlier, getting worse? It's going to keep in, yep. growing. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's just in the states. I mean, who knows mm-hmm. what it is around the world? But I mean, that was that was the big decision for me. Is like I observed what I had, and then I observed what was possible, and I made a decision. Is like that's good. I want to be different because if I'm going to be married, I want to have an awesome marriage. I don't want to mm-hmm. just have like a standard. Like I want a freaking amazing marriage. If I have kids. I want to have, I want to be an amazing father that's present. And, and here again, human mentor wasn't perfect, yeah. but he had this idea. He's like, he's like, I had to start at level one and I was able to obtain level five, so to speak. This is just mm. like visualization. And he's like, I want you to start from level five. And he's like, I want you to be able to get to level 10. And then you're going to start from level 10, so to speak. And your kids can get, you know, and it's this mm-hmm. generation, it's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. And that's how the only way that we're going to help men like boys become actual men, not this toxic bull crap, but men who rise to responsibility to take care of their families and so forth. I just think though that for every generation, we should set it up so that our floor is their ceiling, right? Absolutely. If that happens yeah. every yeah. generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you said what I did right. so, so much better, yeah. Ben. <laughs> yeah. And if that happens every generation, I think we're in a good position. Yeah. Like I, think, I think that's good for... for Humanity. Yeah, that's a great way of putting right. it. We want our our floor to, you know, or we want our ceiling to be their floor so they can they mm-hmm. just push way beyond that. So, yeah. And here's the bit. This topic is going to continue for a long time because it's such a big topic and we're not going to unpack it all in, you know, an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, what else? What other thoughts you guys got? We land this puppy. Well, I think that families conform society, right? If you have these functional families, society is going to be dysfunctional. So and, true. So true. And, and and our role as men, we have a, such a big role that we have to uh, provide and make sure that families is still uh, being functional. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. dad, mom, and 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 the kids, all the children's right. But, and and that's something that we can talk in, in the future. You know, what is what is the role specifically for a mom or a dad? Because we have a role. This is kind of like a company thing. It's, you you mentioned it. It's mm, a team effort, right? Absolutely. So mm-hmm. um, I think that our, as men, we need to take our position and mm-hmm. make sure that we we're gonna keep pouring and and taking our our role as single man, as married man, as mm-hmm. as father. If we still avoiding those kind of uh roles or we still avoiding our role we our society is gonna is gonna be even worse yeah is it yeah and we only have a small window of opportunity 
to take advantage of those roles. There's a natural progression mm-hmm. in life, yeah. I found. That's right. great, yeah. And you only have so, uh, so amount of time to take advantage of that. I, yes. I noticed it when two of my best friends got married. Uh, they were both Christian guys, and uh, we all lived together in college. We'd have worship nights and, you know, have Bible studies. And so mm-hmm. these, this, this was a good group to be a part of. And I saw that uh, they both ended up getting married and I was still kind of stuck in this college mindset, you know, this college life of, I was still kind of partying a lot. And I remember being at uh, my last buddy who got married at his wedding and just sitting there looking at his life. And then my other buddies who were married in their life. And I just saw that they took advantage of the natural mm-hmm. progression you know, as, as their life was going on. And I realized that my next step was to get married as a man. I'm, I'm called to, uh, you know, step into these things to go first. And so it doesn't matter if you're listening to this, how old you are when you get married, mm-hmm. it's just taking advantage of those opportunities when they come. Yeah, that's good. You know, whether it's, it's time to get a new job, time to get married. It's, it's time to have those conversations with your kids. Cause before you know it, it's that window's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. your life that's is progressing great, somewhere. Even if you're not doing anything, it's progressing oh, towards the wrong dude. area. Mm-hmm. So good. And yep. so you have to take advantage of these things that come and go so quickly. Right. Oh, Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was good. That's excellent. Because then that's the and that's what we're we're trying to share. We're not sharing from a place that we necessarily know better. We are sharing from our scars mm-hmm. and our bruises. Oh, we're still yeah. figuring it exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. And that is that's the beauty of this podcast and where this podcast is going. Is we Tyson, that was so good. Like just taking advantage of where you're at because things do pass you by, yep. you know? And it's like, if you want something out of life, go out and do it, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Whatever it may be, you want to be married, you want to have kids, you want to travel, whatever it may be, you want a job. And, and a lot of times it's like, people say, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I call bull crap to that, but mm-hmm. um, it just depends what kind of cake you want. Um, yeah, you just, ha- you have, yeah. to, we're called to go first as the man. Just been married for one month now. My it's wife good. and I. It's good. And I've on, already Tyson. noticed that she is always looking to me for the final say. Mm-hmm. She is. Like, yes, where are we going to go eat? And she, right. kinda, she looks at me. It doesn't matter what your personality is. The old is. adage, where are you going to eat? The women <laughs> yeah. always ask the man. Always. <laughs> yeah. And you always yes. have the final say. W- whatever direction your marriage and your life is going to go, mm-hmm. the, your wife yeah. is looking to you. Yeah. And if you're not married, it's you know yeah. people who you have influence yeah. on. Yeah. And what we've noticed specifically about marriage is um, our, our, one of our pastors will say, who is a woman, she says, if your woman has to put on the pants in the marriage, she will become cranky and ugly yeah. mm-hmm. and all these things. Yeah. And it's like, it's because things are out of balance. And here's the mm-hmm. thing. We are not saying that, and here's the thing. Tyson's wife is a strong woman. Uh, Ben's wife, strong, you know, and so forth. Like we have powerful wives. Yes. And it's not to say that we lord over them or we make them submit because that's not the case. But there is a, there's a slight balance and there's a role that each of us play. And it's like, if you're a stay-at-home dad, that's cool. Like you are, as long as you have agreed to that with your wife and that's the way you want things to do, that's fine. But that doesn't mean that you don't have something you want to rise to. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that there's, there's not a dragon that you want to slay. Definitely. So, Ben. I don't know about you, man. I, in, in, <laughs> we are white beaters. <laughs> you just can't see the bruises on me because I'm dark. Are <laughs> we going to talk about that? Like, what do you want to go? Whatever you want. Are we going to talk about it in the future? Because I, I, that's a, that, 
that's an amazing experience when you say, well, let's go here. Oh, I don't want to eat that. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. No, it's just, oh it is my like, God. <laughs> I'm already, yeah. yeah. You already well, hear that, right? as, as an encouragement, though, right? Like I, I said earlier that, that as, as men, we've got to set it up so that our ceiling is, is their floor. Now, if you're on the other side of that and you grew up without such an example, without a dad or without someone setting that, feeling higher for you yeah yeah wherever you are though like you ask yourself okay do i want to stay there right mm. do i want to continue in this is this edifying is this something that's building me up and and if you did not have an example and, and i i don't know like i i didn't grow up in that right so like mm. i'd love to get that perspective as well um is if you grew up without a family or without a dad like what what is your floor and what does mm. your ceiling look like that's good right yeah and if you don't have that that kind of a, a guardrail or, or a standard in your life mm. how do you get ahead so, right maybe, and so like for, oh. for, for, for that for those kinds of next, next episode right, for right those there. kinds of people right yeah. i'm like i would say like is is this what you want to set as the ceiling for for your next generation so right good. that's good wow so, right. yeah. so good like if if you grew up in 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 a, in a crack house and you did you grew up without a, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a family and like all the people that that you surrounded yourself with and unintentionally because that's what you grew up in mm. um was was a poor example you have really nothing to to look up to look forward to yeah how do you how do you fix that like how do you how do you fix it for the next generation how do you yeah, set yeah, it up yeah. so that your you build a ceiling for for the next Dude. generation, right? Next episode, yes, right we got it there. already. Yeah, That's and it. so already. I, like I would say, just even in that situation, like every every step of the way, you ask yourself, all right, is this the example that I was given? Is this the example that I want to set for the next generation? So right, Dude. and so like yeah. just continue to build yourself up because you can't you can't be stagnant. You can't stay where you are. You've got to continue to progress. Yeah. And I think that's where, as a society, like, as you were saying, right, like, or when you started this off, you were like, society is like, just be who you are, stay who you are. Yes. And yes. that's not cool, because that's what, the, like, that's where society is setting us up for failure. That's how we got into this point. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so I would say, fuck that. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, like, like ask yourself what can you do to get better from where you are right now right like yeah, you yeah. can't just stay where you are yeah dude you yeah. you nailed it right on the head like i don't i can't think of a better way to end this podcast um so this has been the end of episode two if you wonder what we're talking about go back we're already <laughs> taking a bunch of pictures this is our this is our we're launching it um you can expect big things from this podcast we hope to help men grow and like as ben said if you, that's not where you want to be allow us to be a resource in pouring into that and encouragement and we want to take questions and you're and here's the thing we are ordinary men we don't believe that you have to be so super successful and powerful and all this kind of thing to pour into people we all have powerful testimonies and powerful stories and you're going to hear from us you're going to hear from other men who have been there have done that and they're going to share their scars and bruises and journeys into what it is to how they have walked into being a man 
right? We hope to be a resource in this area for every man to share where he's at, to help men grow, to to have conversations, to disagree, and to talk about all of these things, what it is to be a man. We don't know what our title is yet, but we'll get there. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so my name is John. My name is Abe. Ben. I'm T-Money. T-Money. All right. We hope to uh, join this journey with us, and we'll catch you next time.